Hi, and welcome to another episode of Sports Doc Sports. As you guys know, um, I practice a lot as far as um, doing sports medicine, a hospitalist, and taking care of um, hospice patients as well. So I think now that uh, COVID is fortunately looking like it's coming to uh, at least much lower levels, I'm not going to say it's gone, but much lower levels, we can look at some of the studies that come out now that show um, where we can look at people having more risk or what's the outcomes of following patients who had COVID. And I recently came across a study that um, I really want to share with you. And so basically, just to sum it up initially and then kind of describe it in more detail, this study is looked at the the initial injury to the heart or myocardial, or that's the same name for the muscle of the heart, the cells. If they had some type of injury, which was done um, on admission to the hospital, and it could be measured by what's called troponin levels, and that's basically a marker when the cell is injured and that level, depending on the amount of injury, gets elevated. And so the initial study that's coming out of Harvard measured these levels on initial admissions in 483 patients um, between March and May of 2020. And so the reason I want to talk about it because the report really goes into some significant detail about who unfortunately died during that admission and what their follow-up was a year within the following year. So quickly, I'll say that about 30 patients or 28.6 patients died in hospital if they have an elevated troponin, which is, again, that essay for some heart injury, and only 4% if they had a low level and 0% if they had undetectable levels. Well, that's a, a pretty significant finding. And so the reason I want to talk about it today is because not only is that on their initial admission to the hospital, but also f- through their follow-up, it kind of followed the same trajectory. So basically, it was um, this study uh, was among hospitalized patients with COVID-19 who exhibited this myocardial or heart cell injury measured by the troponin levels, and it was linked to their death rate or mortality um, with other ongoing COVID-19 symptoms. So again, it was done at Harvard, measured... It looked at 483 patients, and basically, um, their the mean age was or the median age 63, and half were men and women. So it was split pretty evenly, about 50 percent, 51 percent women, and uh, they measured the troponin level as far as the index of myocardial or heart injury, and this was a uh, prospective analysis and. Basically, if you look at different types of studies, a perspective analysis watches for outcomes over time. So did they develop any diseases? It watches for a group or a cohort, so is the more fancy name of uh, subjects over a period of time. So this study looked at that initial injury and then followed them throughout another year. Um, so now, six months later, of those Patients, basically 32% who had cardiac injury and 
32, at 32, let's go back. 32% of those patients at six months were, had deceased, whereas 4.9% of the low-level troponin levels were deceased and basically zero at six months as well. So oh, if they had no level of troponin elevation. Um, so again, these are also associated with their age, their underlying mo- risk modifications, whether they had underlying coronary disease, high blood pressure, elevated cholesterol, heart failure, and diabetes. So if you had that cardiac injury, you were associated with an increased risk of death or mortality compared to someone who was undetectable. Um, so during their index or their initial hospitalizations, those who had cardiac injury were more likely to have other complications like infectious complications from the COVID-19 which could be anything from possibly a pneumothorax or a pneumoniastinum where there's a collapsed lung or air in the chest, um, barotrauma, um, cardiac complications, i.e. heart attack, uh, arrhythmia, and um, um, pericarditis, or thrombotic complications like a, a blood clot to the legs or a blood clot to the lung, maybe even a stroke with cardiovascular was also increased. Um, and that was compared to those who did not have an elevated troponin level. So even initially, those complications were noted if you had an elevated or, there, or those patients had an elevated troponin level or some mild injury to the heart. Um, so of the 392 patients that survived the, the initial hospitalization, 24 of those were readmitted within one year. And 65% of those patients who were readmitted with one year had um, uh, a complication from their initial infection. So again, I'll, re- I'll say that again. So of the 392 patients who survived, 24 were readmitted within at least within one year. And 65% of those patients had a myocardial injury during their initial hospitalization. So again, it just shows that if you had that initial elevation of your troponin level, your chances of being readmitted within the next, that next year was 24%. And so readmission was more common within one year of patients who had this elevated troponin level, um, and less so if you had a minimal level or no level. Um, of the... Um, 211 patients who were alive at six months, um, 37% of those patients had COVID-19 related symptoms. And that would be like broken down into uh, neurocognitive decline, 16%. Um, 3.8% had, uh, had required oxygen supplementation at, at discharge. And almost 20% had a worsening functional decline. That would be possibly elderly person who couldn't go home, had to go to a skilled nursing facility, or um, even someone who was fairly active before who now became more uh, debilitated. So this isn't going to be a long podcast, but I thought the, the magnitude of this information needed to be conveyed. So the presence of ongoing COVID-19 symptoms at six months was more common in patients who had this elevated troponin or cardiac injury 
uh, compared with low level. So, and the level again was measured at 14 nanograms per liter. Um, so that was what measured as a, um, a higher level versus a low level. Um, and those who had no level really had much less complications. So this study provides unique insights into the relationship between cardiovascular injury during the initial hospitalization for patients with COVID-19 and long-term outcomes up to a year. Um, this data also suggests that patients who were hospitalized with COVID-19, even if critically ill, and survived their initial hospitalization, were likely to survive up to a year. And then at this point, there's no further reported prospective analysis beyond a year. So that's something we can look forward to. Again, so if I, the take-home from this study really is significant for patients who initially were admitted. So if you know somebody who was admitted even six months ago, and if they had some type of myocardial injury, their risk of having complications is really quite high if they survive. And almost 28% of those die with uh, on admission. No, don't get to leave the hospital. Um, so again, these studies are going to be coming out now post-COVID. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more information that's going to follow on not only with certain labs that measure heart injury, but also different labs as well, also different presentations. And what I would like to do is present these to you in a short format, break it down in a way that hopefully you can understand and not be in the medical jargon um, and learn from this because obviously, although the COVID-19 numbers are lower, it's certainly not fully eradicated or um, not fully herd immunity where it's not affecting the community anymore. So um, I still see it a little bit. It's definitely less where I am in Florida, so that's a good thing. Um, okay, so that's uh, pretty much it for today. It was a quick podcast. I, w- I will say I had a podcast done last week. It was going to be exciting, and I did it, got home, and uh, found out that it uh, it did not uh, record. So I was a little disappointed, to say the least. I have been busy. I had a little break um, in my recordings of the podcast because I was so busy at the hospital with the recent flurry of Omicron. But uh, I'm back and hopefully um, have some uh, exciting podcasts of, to follow up to this one. So everyone, be well, stay safe, and be sweet. Take care.